Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. Glad to have you all with us for Political Rewind. If you're listening in real time, it's Monday afternoon. I hope you all had a terrific weekend. I'm Bill Nygut. Um, and uh, I want to, before we get into the content of today's show, I've got to do a shout out. We have a brand new producer on Political Rewind. Uh, Sam uh, Vermus Dawes has just joined us. He's been working up in uh, Durham in North Carolina. He's worked in, in broadcasting. He's worked in print. And we're thrilled you're here, Sam. And you're taking the place of Robert Jimison, who we're losing as a producer, which is sort of heartbreaking. But he's done such a great job at Political Rewind that he has been promoted to a managerial role as well as a reporter role. So we'll still see you, Robert, but we're going to miss you. And Sam, welcome to the Political Rewind team. Okay, that said... James Salzer is here. There is no one, as I said at the very top of this show, who knows more in journalism, who knows more about the state budget than Salzer does. James, I know that you know this the budget so well that there are times when legislators call you up, right? Isn't that true? <laughs> Looking for information. Yeah, James, what's going on with the budget right now? James Salzer has been doing this work for since 1983 sometime? 89, yeah. 89, okay. Yeah. All right. So, James, let's let's dig into this. Um, first of all, before we're going to talk about the fact, of course, that the governor has asked for first a 4% cut in budgets this year mm-hmm. and then a 6%, an additional 6% next year. Yeah. And what that has said, okay, so the state basically, to have a do a little primer on all this, we the, the legislature and the governor work at, from two different budgets, right? They have right. a supplemental budget. Right. What's a supplemental budget? Supplemental budget is, so they pass a budget for a, a fiscal year, which is um, July 1st to June 30th. Um, so in January, you're now halfway through the fiscal year. So um, the supplemental budget is largely to add money uh, for uh, school enrollment growth, maybe Medicaid growth. There's a few things that usually get added to that year's budget. So it's kind of like the last six months of that fiscal year. Okay. And typically when the legislature comes into session in January, the first thing they look at is whether the supplement or whether the budget that they have passed the previous right. session needs to be adjusted right. to take needs into to account yes. the, the things you're talking about. Right. That's the supplemental budget. Right. Then they go to work on what they call the big, big budget, budget, which yeah, is which is which is in the next year's budget, which is it goes into effect. Usually, they pass that um, near the end of March. Governor signs it in May, and it goes into effect um, July first. Okay, so when we say that the governor is starting with a four percent cut in this year's budget, uh, that is essentially we're going to see that within the supplemental. But you told me something before we went on the air that I was surprised by. The legislature, he can make these cuts without the legislature approving those cuts as part of right. that supplemental right, budget. Right, I mean, the best example of that probably was in 2008 um, when the it was apparent that the Great Recession was starting to um, tank state revenues. Governor Purdue um, 
unilaterally said, okay, we're going to not give the pay raises that we had approved, you know, four or five months earlier, and, you know, we're going to make these cuts um, kind of in reaction to that. Um, this time around, um, uh, the the legislature won't see uh, won't see a budget proposal until January, but um, Governor Kemp's order uh, includes that the state agencies that are affected, the four percent cut uh, that is effective, um, really takes effect October first. The the agencies get uh, monthly allocations of of, of money. Um, and as of October 1st, those will be cut. So, uh, for instance, Department of Corrections is one of the agencies. It's probably the hardest hit agency uh, or, or close to, if not. Um, they'll get 4% less money uh, October 1st. And the the math of that works out to, since there's nine months left in the fiscal year as of October 1st, it works out to about 22 or $23 million less that agencies will get per month. Okay. We're going to talk in a few minutes about some of the specific cuts that we think are, are going to be part of all this and about the process the governor is using to get to these cuts. But before we do that, why did Governor Kemp... Governor Kemp caught a lot of people completely off guard. Sure. Yeah. Why has he said that he needs to make these cuts? The, what, what they said um, from the start was... Um, it was it was there was two tracks one was um we don't know what the future holds in the economy in terms um, of revenues in terms of state. revenue there was several months uh, there was i think like three months in a row early in the year where uh tax collections were down uh, tax collection can be down one month um you know it's there it's a it's a variation when you it's when you collect the money it's when you cut off date there's things there's reasons well go down but three months in a row probably um you know was a little bit alarming um, they, they got to May of this year and, um, they were concerned they weren't going to be able to pay for, or they weren't going to be able to fund the budget that they, that was, you know, was passed near the, the end of the fiscal session. year. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, they made some changes to save money. Um, uh, the, the big one was that they, um, stopped, uh, a mo- for a month, they took a quote vacation from paying into the state health benefit plan, um, which is the, um, the health insurance plan for like 600,000 teachers and state employees and, and retirees. Um, and that saved them. Uh, they saved the state and, and school districts like $200 million. So the governor can make a case, uh, and at least one of the credit rating agencies has agreed with this, that he is being prudent right. in looking carefully at the budget. Right. They And, they, and the other, yeah, I was going to say the other thing is, is the first two uh, months of this fiscal year have been pretty poor. Yeah. Um, now... Some of this is planned, um, which they generally the legislature doesn't like to talk about, maybe as quite as much, but th- they cut the state income tax rate. And so obviously state income tax is the number one source of revenue in this state uh, for state government. And so uh, they cut it a quarter of a percent um, this year, and they're, they're going to have a vote in January to cut another quarter of a percent. So this past session of the legislature went from six, I think, to percent. It was a year before. It was a year before, but it went into effect. This yes, six percent to five point okay. seven five. And it was a controversial cut in some ways because I believe I'm right that it was it it had more impact on higher income Georgians than it did on others. Is that right? Well, yeah. It. it I mean, anytime you reduce. A rate, you know, a it rate, just naturally you benefits. are going to, yeah. Okay. I mean, you, gotcha. it's, it's very hard for uh, somebody making fifty thousand dollars a year to make a whole lot out of, yeah. you know, a tiny percentage. But Makes yeah, sense. if you make a million dollars a year or you know half a million dollars a year, yeah, it's going to be a big cut for you. Okay, so 
let's do this. Um, we speaking of uh, revenue, and I want to admit this is important that I say this in the first segment of the show. Uh, GPB is a state agency, um, and we do get we do have budget for infrastructure for for building things, all that sort of thing. None of our programming is paid for by state funds, which means uh, George Public, uh, my show, On Second Thought, the funding uh, that we get for All Things Considered, Morning Edition, those are all from donor dollars. So uh, I think it's always important to point that out. And it's especially, James, important to point it out when we are in our radio pledge drive (laughs) because we really want our listeners to understand that we rely on them to help keep us going and to help Keep us producing shows that you out there have told us you like. Uh, so let's do this. Let's take a break, and uh, you can get some information right now about how you can be part of the GPB family. And you can become part of the GPB family with a phone call right now to 800-222-4788 or an online donation at gpb.org. Good afternoon. You're listening, of course, to Political Rewind here on listener-supported GPB. As you heard Bill Nugget say, the game in Georgia is more dynamic than ever from local elected officials to state and federal government to state taxes, we are facing complicated issues here at home. And I would guess that the reason that you listen to Political Rewind here on GPB is so you will be more informed. And as Phil Naga just said, we pay for the program one donation at a time, one click, one call at a time. And that's why we're looking for your support right now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. We are in the final stretch of our fall fund drive, just days away till the conclusion of the drive. We're counting on you to keep us on track this afternoon in support of Political Rewind and all of the programs you listen to, all of the programs that keep you up to date. GPB.org, the way to do it online, or 800-222-4788. Thanks for joining me. I'm Pat Marcus, along with Burt Wesley Huffman. And as a GPB listener, you expect to hear smart conversations about important issues every time you listen. Well, we bring you the facts and analysis. It's not partisan or hype. So you can form your own opinions on the news. When you call us at 800-222-4788 or you click to gpb.org, you're joining with friends and neighbors across the state of Georgia who want to hear this kind of quality conversation that we're listening to today on Political Rewind. You can be a part of the troop of people across the state who fund that. Just like Bill was saying, all of that programming, anything you love from NPR, anything that you love, uh, Morning Edition, all the way through to uh, All Things Considered and the great programming on the weekend, including Political Rewind, and on Second Thought, both produced here at GPB, are paid for by listeners just like you. So call 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org right now. We really work hard here at GPB to be wherever you are so you can listen however you want to listen. You can listen, of course, on your radio, stream us online, access GPB on your phone or your mobile device, and you can even listen to GPB on your smart speaker. What, you... You don't have a smart speaker, or maybe you have one and you'd like to add one to another room in your home and office, then today is your day to support GPB because we are giving away smart speakers all day. We are in a drawing right now for a smart speaker when you give online at gpb.org or call 800-222-4788. You are automatically in the running. The drawing we're in right now ends at 4 o'clock. 
you're listening right now, so why not give right now and support that listening? Do it before we go to All Things Considered at 4 o'clock this afternoon, and you are in the running to win a fantastic second-generation Echo Smart Speaker. GPB.org, the way to get in on that, or 800-222-4788. This thing does a lot of cool stuff. Indeed, it does. It's a great. It's a great item. Um, this fall, we're offering also a brand new design of our super popular GPB Mega Mug. It's a 20 ounce white ceramic Mega Mug. Says Everyday Hero on one side, features the GPB logo on the other. Most listeners choose two Mega Mugs: one for home, one for the office. Maybe one for you and one to give away. Those are available to you at $15 a month as a GPB sustainer. Now, if you'd like just one mug, you can also have that option. That's $10 a month as a GPB sustainer. But when you think about it. $15 a month to support the programming that you love and enjoy here on GPB and then having this item to carry around with you at the office or home to show that support. It's an incredible opportunity. Call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. You heard Bert uh, mention that word sustainer and it is a very important word here at GPB because GPB sustainers give on an ongoing monthly basis and it lets us know we can really count on you. You can become a sustainer for five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars a month, and your sustaining support every month can come from your credit card, your debit card, directly from your checking account, your choice. Many listeners find it to be a very easy and convenient way to support GPB from month to month. So consider becoming a GPB sustainer when you call us at 800-222-4788 or donate online at gpb.org. And thanks. The social media app Instagram is rolling out a bunch of features meant to fight bullying. One of them, a message asking, are you sure, before you write a mean comment. Sometimes people get caught up in the moment and a lightweight nudge can actually help them rethink what they're saying. Can technology stop bullying? This afternoon on the next All Things Considered from NPR News. Join us for All Things Considered this afternoon from 4 to 7 here on GPB and online at gpbnews.org active 24-7. With us, you, you're you now, okay, what's your editorial position now? What's your title? It's pretty uh, uh, impressive. It's, it's Grand Poobah. No, it's yeah. the assistant senior editor for po- state, for politics, state government, and federal government. Wow, okay, congratulations on that. Uh, all right, so the governor wants 6% next year, 4%. This year, uh, he's, part of the reason he uh, wants to do it is in anticipation of a potential slowdown in the economy, but right. he also has some programs he yeah, wants he to be also, able to pay for. Yeah, he also, um, you know, he has goals. He ran on certain things, and, and you know, one of one of the big ones, and one, one, one that a lot of people remember is $5,000 uh, pay raise for teachers, and he did 3000 this year. Um, he's going to, he want, you know, I think he wants to continue that, and to do that, he's got to come up with, you know, for every 1%, it's probably in the neighborhood of $150 million. So, excuse me, 1%, for every $1,000 for teachers, it would be like $150 million. So he does need the money to yeah, make good on his that promise. And, that and um, if he's going to do um, a Medicaid waiver to get more people on uh, access to health care, um, that probably doesn't come free. I mean. Okay, given... Given that, given that he wants to fulfill his promise, and we've known about this since the campaign, given that uh, revenues the last couple months for a while now have slowed down a bit, why are people like Speaker of the House David Ralston caught off guard and not thrilled? Uh, they Because they very quietly, they're not being noisy about this, but they very quietly expressed 
their discomfort with these cuts. Sure. I mean, I, I, and I think that's uh, it's it's not in any way surprising. I mean, they're they're another branch of government. They approved. They worked on this budget. Um, you know, during the session for three months. Um, they want to have a say, obviously. And um, for, you know, the governor signed the budget that they passed, they all agreed to in May. And for him, you know, two, three months later to suddenly say, you know, we need 4% and 6%. We need the, and the equivalent of $500 million. Is a little over $500 million is what would be cut over that year and a half period. Um, to me, it's not it's not surprising that they would say, you know, wait a minute here. Um, we need to know um, what those cuts are. We need to know about it. Um, now, the governor doesn't. Um, I mean, the tradition traditionally, uh, the governor asked state agency heads to put their budgets together, send them a recommendations. The governor studies them, uh, brings in department heads to ask them questions about it, and then you know puts the budget together in like November, December, and you know hands it out in January. But obviously, this is not you know this is this is a very rushed kind of. Um, um, situation where they've got departments have three or four months, um, excuse me, three or four weeks to, to do put this. together their proposal. And, and then, and then the governor's, I mean, the governor's staff say that, you know, they're doing very data driven, um, uh, analysis of the, of the plans. Um, but again, they're getting the plans in early September and by October 1st, they, they go into effect. Okay. And the, the, the other way, okay, so the, again, I don't think, we have not seen headlines of, you know, Speaker Ralston, you know, angry sure. at the governor, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, although they do talk about the fact we have $3 billion in reserves, so right. there is money <laughs> sitting there in case there are some uh, problems with the economy. But but the governor sort of really accelerated this potential conflict. Um, Ralston reacted to the initial news that uh, the governor wanted these cuts by saying, okay, instead of holding budget hearings, which we usually do after the first week of the session in January, we're going to move them up till the fall of this year. Seemed like a way to cooperate in some way. And then the governor's office said, well, state agency heads, don't go to those budget hearings. Submit your plans to us. That seemed like a a really interesting acceleration of a potential conflict. Yeah, it was. Well, it, it. It, there was even another step to it is that is that the governor's office made it clear that they not only did not want agencies to show up, um, the the um, the legislature wanted copies of those plans kind of, you know, at the same time um, because they wanted to be able to look at it themselves. And uh, he said, you know, you're supposed to submit it. I'm the one who's supposed to get them. Uh, my office will do the review, um, and that's that. And you, and we don't want you to cooperate, and or not cooperate is not the right word, probably, but don't want you to take part in it. Um, and and then they were they were also you know they were also um, it, it became clear to them that they were also not supposed to talk to the legislature or the media yeah. about it. So uh, consequently, when the, the plans came out, uh, you know, we got a lot of no comments. The governor's press secretary, Cody Hall, has on a couple of occasions um, said to me, uh, hey, when you talk about this, please remember the governor always gets these budgets submitted to him first. And he's absolutely right about that. It's just this saying to the agency has not only will you submit them to us, but you're not even going to talk to the legislature. That's where this becomes a really interesting well, dynamic this that that <laughs> and the fact that 99 percent of the years i mean a uh, 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 governor deal in eight years seven of those years he essentially just told the uh, agencies um give me the same budget 
right? I mean, you know, dollar right. amount wise. Right. And then last year he gave him a little bit of wiggle room, but by and large, um, th- it's not controversial. I mean, I get I look at these every year, and there's usually a story or two, but I mean, it's usually a story. The story is what an agency's uh, requesting, like what they want to do new or different, right? Not how you're going to cut the budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. We've got to get to another break. Okay. But when we come back, uh, you have identified, even though you've been, you know, you're supposed to be one of the people nobody talks to, right. uh, you've identified some areas that could be affected by this that are worth um, exploring a little bit uh, because they are uh, services that have been valued in this state for some time now. Let's do that when we come back. Once again, it is our radio pledge period. I know at a certain point you say, please, we've heard all of this before. And if you have, and if you have given uh, to GPB Radio, then I can't thank you enough for helping us uh, continue to bring you the programming we do. If you haven't, why not do it, oh, you know, right now? And here's how you can do that. (laughs) Give us a call at 800-222-4788 or go online to gpb.org because this is your public radio station, Georgia Public Broadcasting, where your support makes insightful analysis and commentary on local politics possible. We're hearing Political Rewind thanks to listener support. I'm Ricky Bevington, and in this final stretch of our fall fun drive, if we have not yet heard from you, please take this opportunity now to support this program and all of the programs you listen to and value here on GPB by making a generous contribution at whatever level is right for you. The number to call now is 800 222-4788 or go online to gpb.org. Thank you for your support. Joining me is Bert Wesley Huffman. So Ricky, today is Smart Speaker Day. That means that we're giving away Amazon Echo Smart Speakers all day long and when we hear from you right now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788 we'll automatically enter you in our drawing to win an Amazon Echo Smart Speaker. Now this is the new second generation Amazon Echo and it allows hands-free convenience with voice control, dynamic sound powered by Dolby. You just tell Alexa to do whatever you want to do, like, you know, Alexa, play GPB, ask about the weather, set a timer. You can order your next book that you want to read. Um, It's all hands-free. We would love for you to win one of these. We're going to be giving away several throughout the day. Now's the time to give us a call, support Political Rewind, support GPB at 800-222-4788 or online at gpb.org. Amazon Echoes answers questions, reads the news, reports traffic and weather, reads audiobooks from Audible, provides sports scores and schedules and much more with tens of thousands of skills and counting alexa is always getting smarter and adding new skills like tracking fitness playing games and more you're not required to make a contribution to enter this drawing but since gpb relies on listener support we certainly do hope you will make a contribution when we hear from you you're automatically entered this drawing to win an amazon echo second generation smart speaker at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. You know, there's so much to love about GPB. And in in addition to all the great news and information that you get through the week, you also get some really fun programs on the weekend and an opportunity to sort of kind of release a bit, hear some great storytelling. Well, one of those is the Moth Story Hour, a very popular weekend program here on GPB. And the Moth Grand Slam is coming to Center Stage Theater in Atlanta on Wednesday, October 2nd. That's just next week. With a credit card contribution of only $100 to GPB, you can select a pair of tickets to this show as your thank you 
gift. Now, you'll also join us for an exclusive GPB meet and greet after the show. The Grand Slam features 10 winners of the Atlanta Story Slam competitions. And the last Moth Grand Slam at Center Stage Theater last October was an amazing sold out show. It was so amazing to be there with a thousand other people who were big fans of GPB and the Moth. You don't want to miss this one. So go to gpb.org right now or call 800-222-4788. Make that gift of $100. And we'd love to send you a couple tickets. Hope to see you there. You know, Bert, I actually got to enjoy the Moth Story Slams when they were being held at Dad's Garage Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. They're so surprising. Yeah. You know, when regular people just get up on stage and tell their stories... You know, it's stranger than fiction <laughs> because it is real life. That's what's so wonderful about the, the Moth uh, Story Slam. And this, of course, being the Grand Slam. So that's True. available to you at $100 with a credit card contribution. Listener support really is vital to GPB because without it, the programs you count on simply wouldn't be here. This fund drive is also vital to GPB. Simply put, this is the way that we pay for the programs that you listen to and enjoy. This is the way public radio works. You get to listen as often as you want for as long as you want. And during brief fund drives like this one, we ask you to give what you can to help cover the costs of the programs that are important to you. Public Radio is based on a tradition of voluntary listener support. So please begin or continue your support right now while you're thinking about it. gpb.org is our secure website and click donate or the number to call us is 800 222-4788. You can join with listeners like Cynthia Ebert from Savannah, Georgia, who says, I could not do without it. If you feel that way, if you feel like you couldn't do without your political rewind or your GPB news day after day, now's the time to put your money where your heart is. Make that donation, whatever works for you, $5, $10 a month, $20 a month, maybe even $100 a month, wherever you feel that you have it in your budget to Pull a little something aside for Georgia Public Broadcasting and keep this kind of quality news and information coming your way. You can join people like Love Lee in Atlanta who says, I listen to 88.5 every day. And that's exactly, you know, what we find is, and I'm sure you'd agree too, Ricky, when you're a public radio listener, you have such loyalty to what you're listening. And this is such a great way to express your loyalty, to make that gift of support. It doesn't have to hurt you. It can be $5 a month, whatever works best in your budget at 800-222-4788 or at gpb.org. It's so true, Bert. Listeners have turned to public radio as a source for news for years. Over the decades, the world has grown more complex, but there are some important things about public radio that have not changed, like the idea that thoughtful, quality journalism can create a more informed public. So whether you've only recently started listening or you've been listening your whole life, Please know that the consistent quality that you hear on GPB really is made possible through the support of listeners like you. All we ask is that we that you do your part, like Bert just said. Take a little bit of something. It might be five or ten or fifteen dollars a month. If you can afford that, we encourage you to contribute to GPB. GPB is central to your life, and we hope that you'll make that investment in your own listening for the weeks and months ahead. Donate online at gpb.org. And click donate or the number to call us is 800-222-4788. And thanks. Thank you to uh, Ricky Bevington and Bert Wesley Huffman for the great work you're doing on encouraging people to support GPB Radio. I love working with you two on this. James Salzer, let's talk about the uh, places where that you've identified. You've had to do a lot of footwork on this, a lot of research to come up with uh, places where you think these cuts uh, are going to have a dramatic impact. Right. The, 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 a lot of state government um, 
and it's probably true county government, every county government, um, is is personnel heavy, is labor intensive. Um, and um, there are, so, so many of these, many of the agencies that have to cut 10, 20, 30 million dollars, um, most of that cut will come out of what, what they call personal services, which is essentially, uh, you know, what they pay, uh, benefits, you know, that kind of thing for employees. So there's a number of agencies, uh, Department of Corrections is one, um, uh, driver services, you know, where you get your driver's license, you know, just what you want is yeah, to have great. too few people, you <laughs> yeah. know, you have to wait yeah. six hours. I to get, got uh, to, you get to know a lot of really nice people you when you're waiting you, six you hours. Do. <laughs> you, you do. And so we, what we don't know, because, uh, again, these agencies by and large don't, are not talking about it is we don't know how many of those jobs, uh, will be filled, uh, are, are vacant currently or, they just won't fill them through attrition. The areas like uh, the Department of Children and Family Services uh, or Corrections, uh, both of those are like, for instance, agencies that have very high turnover. And so technically you can say, you know, we're not going to fill jobs as they come open. We're just not going to replace people, um, which is, you know, good for the budget. But um, it would seem like, you know, if you're saying to, for instance, driver services, uh, we're going to cut two or 300 people statewide or whatever the number is. Um, and you're not going to replace people. That means the people that are there are going to be, uh, um, you know, doing a lot more work and there'll be, you know, less services. One of the other things that in one of your articles you uh, pointed out is that some of Nathan Deal's signature program, I mean, he got a claim across the country for some of his criminal justice right. reforms. And you point out that some of those the reforms that the legislature voted for right. are jeopardized to some like extent. Account, yeah, accountability courses would be probably the, the the classic example. But they also the Department of Corrections also recommended. Um, I shouldn't say recommended. They probably wouldn't want to do any of this, but proposed um, cutting uh, money for education programs and um, uh, services for inmates who are. Uh, about to be released. Um, but I, I, I caution talking about a lot of this in the sense, for, for, for one reason. Um, historically, when, um, if a governor says to state agencies, I need you to cut 3%, 4%, I need you to cut X amount of money, um, it's not unheard of for the agencies to come back with proposals that cut the things that legislators love the most. Well, you had a great quote from former Senator George Hooks in an article you wrote. And, and George was one of the great right. veteran legislators. Yeah. He knew how that place yeah. worked inside. And he said that to you. Yeah. He said that the agencies are really smart. If they call for a cut in a program that legislators loved and approved of, right. say, overwhelmingly, the legislators right. are going to put right. it back in. Right, right. And <laughs> the, the, the gentleman from America's is correct. The, <laughs> the yeah, I, I, I have often made the the, I, I would call it a joke, but it's really actually true that that if you want to get the legislature's ire, you cover you cut 4-H, uh, the Cooperative <laughs> Extension Service, uh, Ag Education. In the state patrol, and yeah. all four of those are cut in this. <laughs> but the county extensions are uh, in the in the fire. Yeah, under they fire. As right? I said, all four of them. Oh, are. they all, all four, four of are. those things are. Yeah. Oh, they well, are. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Not for it, but ag education, cooperative extension, and state patrol. Well, you just identified something really important because, and again, in one of your articles on all this, you said there are rural programs 
uh, like oh, a number, yeah, that are also could be jeopardized by the. And what's interesting to me about that is Governor Kemp. We all know won the governor's mansion sure. because rural voters uh, gave him an overwhelming uh, right. uh, uh, percentage of the vote. Right, right. Yeah, he didn't. He did not win office by winning uh, yeah. Gwinnett and right. Fulton County and DeKalb County. Right. Which, yeah. Uh, right. Nowadays, I don't know that uh, too many Republicans do. So, uh, so in the long run, you think those programs might very well survive? I, it's it's hard, really hard to tell because uh, again, since no one's talking about it, I I think the the difficulty will be going from uh, agencies getting less money October first of this year um, to January. How do you how there are things that will have to happen, right? I mean, they, they, they will not, you know, unless uh, Governor Kemp and his people uh, figure out how to do this without there being any impact at all. Um, and one of the, I have to say, one of the things when I talked about jobs is um, there, a number of these agencies talked about not, um, of having vacant positions on their uh, payroll. And I think one of Governor Deal's priorities probably is to Governor Kemp. I'm sorry, Governor Kemp's priorities um, uh, is to get money from those because you have like there's some agencies that ha- that have had you know have listed vacancies since like December of last year, maybe even the year before. Um, that's a dollar amount. That may be that may be a dollar amount. Excuse me on on the the budget. That he can then take, turn around and go, well, you know, we gave you $50,000 for X job. Um, that can go towards um, the teacher pay raise or something else. So, I mean, part of this is, I think his strategy is he wants to um, reallocate the money. But I don't know how much of that, I, you know, but I don't know how much of that is actually available. So it strikes me that as I hear you talk about this, while the 4%, 6% cuts are kind of real there some of it is playing with arithmetic is that right well i mean it, it, we I, I again i think the 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 answer is we don't know because don't. we don't know what you know that we don't know what of this um will actually take effect um some of it's got to yeah. because he, he needs to, if he's going to get the money he's going to have to get it from somewhere okay um but it's yeah we're not going to know that okay let's do this let's get a final uh break uh in uh, so that, that once again, uh, Ricky Bebington, Burt Wesley Huffman can talk to you about supporting GPB Radio again. I make this disclaimer. GPB is a state agency, but none of the money from the state goes to our programming here. That's where we count on you. All of our programming dollars come from donors. If you've given, thank you. If not, here are Ricky and Bert to tell you how you can be involved. Thank you, Bill. I'm Ricky Bevington here in the GPB studio with Burt Wesley Huffman. And of course, this is Political Rewind on GPB, a family of listener-supported public radio stations across Georgia. And as we just heard Bill Nygut say, it is your financial support that keeps this and all of the programs you rely on and enjoy here for you on GPB. The end of our fall fund drive is fast approaching Our most important and reliable source of funding for Political Rewind does come from listeners like you and the dollars you give become the programs you hear. So take advantage of this opportunity to support your own listening 
and contribute to the betterment of our community and of our entire state. With a contribution now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard a few of these fund drives before, right? Maybe you've wondered, is it really that important and how much should I give or does it really matter if I actually give? Well, we're here to tell you that, yes, it does really matter when you give because your contribution combined with the support of all the other GPB listeners that we're hearing from makes amazing things happen. Worldwide and statewide news coverage, smart, informed civil conversation, diverse perspectives, entertaining shows that you never hear on commercial stations like Political Rewind on Second Thought. It only takes a couple of minutes to join us with your first contribution and you can choose the amount that works for you. A great way to support GPB for the first time is with a $5 a month sustaining gift from your credit card or maybe your checking account. And when you do, you'll discover that great feeling that you get when you're a GPB supporter. So donate online at gpb.org or call 800-222-4788. And there are definite benefits to becoming a GPB sustainer. You can spread your support out over the year with affordable monthly contributions, which makes supporting GPB even easier. And it is so convenient. Your support continues automatically month after month. GPB sustainers are invited to events throughout the year, including special screenings and receptions. You'll also receive GPB Passport, which gives you extended online access to tens of thousands of hours of PBS shows streaming on demand. And we'll send you a letter at tax time. Smart, convenient, an easy way to support GPB as a GPB sustainer at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. And you can hop in today when you call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org in our hopper to uh, maybe win one of these Amazon Echo second generation smart speakers. We're giving away several of them today. Uh, and uh, right now is a time to make your gift of support or to go online and do that at gpb.org. And we'd love to put you in for that drawing as well. You support GPB, your support of GPB. GPB right now is a powerful gesture, even more than you might think. It means you're willing to stand up and be counted, counted as the next donor in this growing public radio community. And during this fun drive, we're looking to hear from everyone who listens. Listeners like you who care about our state and believe that we all deserve access to unbiased reporting and independent, meaningful news coverage, regardless of any individual's ability to pay. And that's so important because we're really talking about everyday heroes during this entire fun drive. And the whole concept of that is essentially that those of us who can should. It's our responsibility to stand up if we can do a $5 or a $10 a month uh, donation to GPB in order to provide that service, that important civil service to the people of Georgia. We, You can be a part of that to someone who maybe can't afford to do that right now. So call 800-222-4788. Become an everyday hero by supporting GPB or go to gpb.org. And support GPB and be an everyday hero by helping to save the environment one straw at a time. At $8 a month as a GPB sustainer, we have the straw set, including two custom stainless steel reusable straws engraved with Everyday Hero on one side and the GPB logo on the other. You'll also receive a special cleaning brush to keep your straws fresh and ready to use again and again. Be sustainable and sustain GPB at the same time. Yes, you heard what I just did there. Available to you at $8 a month as a GPB sustainer, the Everyday Hero reusable straw. 
straw set. Also available with a one-time donation of $100 at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. And those straws are really cool. And the the brush, Ricky, actually is in a lovely hue of GPB, GPB blue. GPB blue. Of it's course, a gorgeous yeah. color. So you can think of GPB every time you clean your straws, and you should do that often. <laughs> Don't just let them sit around in the in the beverage for weeks at a time. Call 800-222-4788. Or better yet, go to gpb.org. Take a look at those straws. They're really cool in person when you get a chance to see them. You can also, while you're there, go ahead and scroll around and look at all the other thank you gifts that we have available to you. Or just take a look at gpb.org and gpbnews.org, websites that bring you news and information about what's happening in Georgia and all around the world thanks to our connection through NPR. Uh, Giving there, super easy too. The big donate button in the upper right-hand corner of the screen, you just click right on it. And in about a minute and a half, two minutes, you're done. You've done your deed of support for GPB. And you can go back to listening guilt-free and know that you are a part of the solution, that you're bringing NPR and PBS and GPB all to Georgia. Call 800-222-4788 or do yourself a favor and check out gpb.org. And remember, when we hear from you, you're automatically entered our drawing to win an Amazon Echo second generation smart speaker. It answers questions, it reads the news, it reports traffic and weather, reads audiobooks from Audible, provides sports scores and schedules and more. I ask my Amazon to pretty much think for me first thing in the morning on the weather, the news, and this could be yours. When we hear from you, you're automatically entered this drawing to win at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. And thanks. We're back uh, for uh, our conversation with James Salzer, who covers the budget every year for the AJC. Nobody knows more about it than he does. James, let me just read a paragraph or kind of paraphrase it from one of your articles that I think is scary to some people. When you, Again, this is not certain, but this is speculation based on conversations you've had and information you've dug out about how agencies may respond to the cuts. Grants to local domestic violence shelters, sexual assault centers could be cut by $1.3 million over two years. The Department of Public Health would cut grants to county health departments by $12.6 million. Trauma care would take a $1.67 million hit. The Department of Revenue would reduce personal service spending, salaries and benefits for tax compliance and taxpayer service division. War veterans, nursing homes could lose $1.2 million in funding. That's kind of a worst-case scenario, but uh, you've dug this up, and it is potentially true. Right. If you, it, well, first, those, um, each one of those was, were, they were contained in the budget proposals that these agencies sent to the governor. So um, while they may be worst-case scenarios, and again, um, some may happen, some may not, um, that is what essentially the agencies say. This is what we would have to do um, to um, to comply. Cut, to comply, right? right. So, um, and and each one of those is something that I think um, you know for the legislature. Again, you know, back to the point of of the the, the agencies will often give up or say they're going to cut things that make. Um, legislators squirm. Those certainly are areas that uh, individually, I mean, you know, trauma care is like one, I gave you one example when you talk about rural Georgia. Um, you know, 10 years ago, the legislature was having uh, uh, hearings on this and was talking about the fact that if you get got in an accident in rural Georgia, um, your chances, and it was serious, 
uh, it may take quite a while for you to get to the hospital or an emergency room because there just aren't emergency rooms in, you know, Heihara or some other place. So, um, so that's a very big priority to rural Georgia legislators. And you also have to remember when we talk about rural Georgia legislators, we're talking about the um, the predominant power in the legislature because most of the leadership um, of uh, the House and Senate come from small town Georgia, yeah. and those are that that's a priority for them. You yeah. can understand it. Sure. All right. So uh, let's talk about the fact that at the end of this week, those budget hearings that Speaker Ralston said he would accelerate to right. this year rather than right. waiting for the start of the session uh, because he wanted to respond to the government, they're going to happen at the end of this week. Right. But right. but the governor's already said to agency heads who would normally testify at these hearings, right. uh, don't go. So what are they going to do for the, what, two, three days, whatever they're right. doing? Two days. And one agency head, or I, I guess maybe technically that's not the right term for him, but one person who will be speaking will be... Um, uh, the office, the, the head of the office of planning and budget, which is part of the governor's office. Um, but uh, there will be economists talking about kind of what they expect, what they see coming in the next, you know, year, year and a half. Um, they'll be talking about revenue. Uh, the legislature's already uh, started hearings, or I think the Senate already has. I'm not sure if the House has yet. On uh, the, uh, on co- they have committees that are supposed to be trying to find ways to get more revenue, aka what that what a lot of that is to do with is casinos and yeah. you know some other areas that they that they think they can raise money. Um, but you know that's essentially what it is. I, I don't I don't know. It's unclear to me how much discussion they will have yeah. about what is actually being proposed. All right, so. Um- the governor can take this, certainly take the rest of this year and tell agencies, I'm cutting you this money without any approval from the legislature. Sure. In the long run, the legislature is going to have to approve yes. the big budget in next year. Well, they, and they will have to approve, approve this one, this too. One, All right. But it won't happen until later. Okay. Are we headed for a potential? I mean, when you say that the uh, the budget hearings this week are going to be economists and others, is do you sense that legislative leaders are trying to build a case that argues with the governor's concerns about a slowdown, and therefore there could be some right. confrontation coming over this. I, it's it's you know it, that's a it, it's that's a good question, and you know uh, uh, Senate um, uh, Budget Chairman Jack Hill put out a he does a, a weekly report, and he put out a report, uh, excuse me, a newsletter, and he he talked he's kind of built the case that revenues aren't great right now and right. that and that we we you know that that governor Kemp may be you know uh seeing what comes down the road and uh you know it it, it may make sense to do some spending cuts it it just strikes me that in his early here he is a new governor uh now in his second session and i just i wonder what kind of situation he's setting up moving into the session beyond budget matters. Right. It feels so confrontational. Do you anticipate there could be a somewhat thorny session it, you because know, of this? It, you, you would you would think that that's a, there's a good possibility of that, but you also have to, um, as you know, next year's election year. Um, really? Yeah. The, <laughs> right. The president, not yeah. only the president, all 236 yeah. members of the legislature, uh, yeah. and, and um, the Republicans... Uh, um, want to hold on to the state house because the year after that they have to redistrict, and so yeah, yeah it's, obviously it's a 
Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if they, you know, it, it, how how thorny it will be. If if I'm in a rural district and I'm up, you know, I don't want to see my my district's money cut for things right. that my people want. Then I'm not going to feel as you uh, much like so, cooperating right? with the governor. On the <laughs> other hand, you want the governor on your side. You want the governor on your side, life. and you All want right. yeah, yeah. It's going to be James Salzer. We're out of time, but you you're going to have a front row seat for one of the most interesting uh, developments in the upcoming. Now moving in. To the session, you you got to come back at some point. We'll update all of this as it moves forward. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, that's James Salzer. He covers the budget for the AJC. I said it before. I'll say it again. No one knows the budget the way Salzer does. He can take you virtually line by line uh, through it. So he's watching this as closely as anyone possibly can. That's it for us for today. Again, as we continue our radio pledge drive, Ricky Bevington and Bert Wesley Huffman are standing by. Uh, Uh, to remind you that we do need your support here at GPB Radio. So as I sign off for today's Political Rewind, I ask that uh, become part of the GPB family and help us keep our programming moving forward. Bert and Ricky? Hey there. Thank you so much, uh, Bill and James. Great conversation. James Saltzer, of course, one of Georgia's finest, the AJC's reporter, who is an expert in a lot of things. And today he is expert in... Is my microphone on? There we go. He is an expert in the state budget. Uh, Sorry about that. I'm Ricky Bevington here in the studio with Burt Wesley Huffman. And of course, it is our fall fun drive. And we're really entering the final stretch of this fall fun drive. You know, Political Rewind is paid for with listener dollars. That is the the business model of public radio. And we do call ourselves listener-supported GPB. And every listener really does play a vital role in ensuring the future of public radio. That is what our fall fun drive is all about. Your financial support makes everything you hear on GPB possible. International and national news from NPR, Georgia news from GPB's award-winning news team, and of course, Political Rewind. The amount, that is up to you. What's most important is your participation. Now in the final days of this campaign, please don't put it off any longer. Go now to gpb.org and click donate or give us a call at 800-222-4788. Thank you so much for your support. And we do have a draw today uh, today only and this uh, this part of the drawing only goes through 4 p.m. today when you call 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org we'll put you in the hat to maybe win your very own Amazon Echo uh, second generation smart speaker if you don't have one of these in your home yet they are super handy you can do so many things with your Amazon Echo including listen to GPB and lots of other great programs uh, and podcasts but you can also use them to do anything from turn your lights on and off to set a timer for you uh, they're compatible with smart appliances in your kitchen. It's a great and handy device to have in your home. We would love for you to be the winner of it. We're going to draw one lucky winner at 4 o'clock today when you call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org right now. One reason you probably listen to GPB is that it fits into your busy lifestyle. You can listen during your commute or while you're getting things done. And that is why we make contributing to GPB convenient and quick. It's even easier when you support GPB as a monthly sustainer It just takes a couple of minutes to set up your account, and your support continues automatically month after month. You'll also automatically receive GPB Passport, the powerful donor benefit that gives you extended access to tens of thousands of hours of PBS programs streaming on demand. Please take a moment now to set up your monthly support 
at gpb.org or call us at 800-222-4788. GPB's new Everyday Hero Travel Tumbler shows that you've done the heroic deed of supporting GPB. Now, this is a 12-ounce stainless steel travel tumbler with a spill-proof plastic lid. It's perfect for your daily commute uh, to and from the office or just to have in your home. The tumbler has Everyday Hero engraved across the top half, and it has this white enamel base. It is really a sharp-looking item. We would love to send it to you with our thanks when you become a sustainer at 10 a month. Only $10 a month is a GPB sustainer, and we'll say thank you with your very own Everyday Hero Travel Tumbler when you call 800-222-4788 or take a look at what it looks like at gpb.org. And with your support of GPB of just $5 a month or more, you'll automatically receive a powerful donor benefit. It's called GPB Passport, and I will just speak for myself to tell you I love GPB Passport. I'm a big public television fan, and you can enjoy watching hours and hours of your favorite PBS shows streaming on demand when you want, where you want, on your computer, your smartphone, your tablet. You can also watch GPB Passport on Roku, Apple TV, and more. Whether you're looking for dramas from Masterpiece, maybe news or history, nature or science programs, music, arts, cooking shows, it's all there on GPB Passport. And this terrific benefit from GPB comes to you automatically with a contribution of at least $5 per month or a one-time gift of $60 or more. That is in addition to any of our thank you gifts you may choose. Be sure to give us your email address when you make your contribution. Once your donation is processed, you'll receive an email inviting you to activate your GPB Passport account. And with just a couple of easy steps, you're in. gpb.org and click donate or call us at 800-222-4788 with your support and get started with GPB Passport. That's right. Passport is an added benefit, so you can get that in addition to any thank you gift that you choose. Uh, Like you, Ricky, I thought I was really going to dig into GPB Passport and go back to years past in Masterpiece, and I found myself really getting into Nova and Nature, and also discovering new dramas that are just for Passport. So, you know, even though we've now aired programs like Jamestown, they actually premiered on GPB Passport. It is a great place to find all of your favorite programs from yesterday. One suggestion I'm making to folks right now is go back and catch up on all of your Downton Abbey before you go see it at the movie theater. Uh, it's a great item to have in your home. Call 800-222-4788. Make that gift of only $5 or more a month, and we'll throw in GPB Passport as your added benefit, and we'll put you in on this drawing. At 4 o'clock, we're going to pull one name out of the hat. Someone who won a lucky, some lucky winner will take home an Amazon Echo second-generation smart speaker for their home. 800-222-4788 or gpb.org. Now is the time to join together to do something powerful for the greater good. Do the heroic deed of supporting GPB. Your support ensures that GPB can continue bringing you news from across Georgia and around the world. And when you do your part to help cover the costs, we can stand up for the values that matter to you to find the facts and look at what's happening from a variety of perspectives. GPB service is built one listener, one donation at a time. And that's where you come in. Take a moment now to be an everyday hero. Show your support for GPB at gpb.org or 800 800- Two 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 forty seven eighty eight. Now, the cost of bringing you worldwide news coverage from NPR and statewide coverage from GPB is rising every year. And that's why we encourage more listeners to support GPB and why your participation in this fund drive matters, even more than the amount you choose to give. Just make a gift that 
fits with you. Five, ten, fifteen dollars a month. Join us with your first time contribution or maybe increase your support today. Go to gpb.org and click donate or call 800 222 4788. Thank you so much to Ernesto Gomez, who contributed from Milledgeville. Debbie Meyer contributed from Byron. Harrison Wester from Blackshear and Henry Farber of Atlanta. What a nice geographic spread. It goes to show really how important GPB is to people all over Georgia and beyond. GPB is important to you. That's why you're listening right now. Make your investment in GPB now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. And thanks.